the word of god says the word of god is flawless and um, nobody has made a statement like that the word of god every word of god is flawless he is a shield to those who take refuge in him even in the midst of this crisis it is the word of god that nourishes us that strengthens us and uh, it takes us closer to god and he is a shield to those who take refuge in him uh, we are so privileged that we have the word of god <clears throat> revealed by god we can be connected with god we can relate to god we can commune with god and we can derive wisdom nourishment strength from god he is with us he will never leave us whatever may happen he will not leave us even for a millisecond that's the assurance we have and as we study the word of god let's consider this as a privilege that we have <clears throat> that every word of god is flawless every word of god is flawless and he is a shield to those who take refuge in him and uh, let's learn to take more and more refuge in the word of god let's look to the lord in prayer glorious father we want to thank you we want to bless your name thank you lord for <clears throat> this evening as we sit and study the word of god we pray lord you will minister to us in and through the word and lord you will continue to draw us closer to you guide us lead us we need strength from you we need wisdom from you we look to you oh god bless this session together spirit of god minister to each one of us let this be a blessed time in your presence in jesus name we pray amen <clears throat> we we have been looking at the definition of uh, wisdom and of knowledge <clears throat> uh, i i want to repeat this uh, repeatedly because when we think of wisdom we think in terms of a very simplistic category uh, we sometimes it's almost spiritual that wisdom is something you go to church and you get that wisdom uh, but the way uh, the hebrew word wisdom hokma denotes it has got a wider uh, application we saw last uh, wednesday wisdom means masterful understanding skill expertise <clears throat> when we are when we are studying this book we should always keep this in mind this is a practical book down to earth book which helps us in our day to day life in our homes as well as in our workplaces that is wisdom wisdom to do our mundane things that's wisdom biblical wisdom is not a kind of a higher knowledge uh we call it as esoteric knowledge not a higher knowledge reserved for few people 
uh, a particular priestly class. It is devoted, it is, it is meant for them. No, not at all. Wisdom is meant for ordinary people like you and me who face struggles. Uh, how do we manage our life with all the restrictions around? Uh, so this is a very practical book. So we need to keep this in mind. Otherwise, we'll be studying the book of Proverbs and we'll be, we, because of our misunderstanding, we will miss out the actual wisdom and insight that is there in the book. So we saw this last Wednesday. We also saw that wisdom is inseparable from knowledge. Experience alone is not enough. Experience should be backed up uh, within a framework of God's word. Every word of God is flawless. In fact, any experience from God, you know, sometimes people claim I have supernatural encounters, supernatural experience. Uh, we don't discount it. We don't doubt it. But one thing we need to evaluate is whether they are going back to the word of God or not because they become so um, uh, confident in their experience, uh, they almost, they feel that the word of God is not required, but th that's not a um, experience from God. Experience from God will always take us closer to the word of God. So we saw that that's where we get knowledge. And we said that wisdom means it, uh, it encompasses so many virtues like knowledge, insight, uh, prudence, cunning, uh, not the way we understand cunning, uh, discretion, learning, guidance, understanding uh, counsel, understanding our competence, resourcefulness, heroic strength. In fact, wisdom is required to fight a war. And that's how the Israelites, they fought the war. So when we are talking about wisdom, it is, um, it is applicable in every area, in every field, wisdom is required. When we make it holy, uh, we, that's, we, we are in this world. This world will, belongs to God. Every quarter inch of this earth belongs to God. And God's glory should fill this world. And this wisdom enables us to reclaim this earth for God's glory. We may be in a police department, we may be in a tax department, we may be in an education department, we may be in the uh, medical department, wherever we are. We are here to reclaim this earth for God's glory and for that we need wisdom. This biblical wisdom is for everybody, whether one is old or young, married, unmarried, businessman or professional and so on. So the biblical wisdom is applicable to everyone. If we are sincere, we will be able to get this wisdom. Whether we are 70, 80, 60, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, doesn't matter. Our age doesn't matter, but if you are sincerely looking for wisdom, that wisdom is available in this book. Last Wednesday, we saw that this wisdom has a moral dimension. 
what we uh, normally we you hear the word ethics uh, we can call it as a ethical wisdom uh, we say this man has no ethics this company has no ethics so, but biblical wisdom has a moral dimension it has ethical wisdom that's why uh, when we talk about god's wisdom it is always exercised in the realms of righteousness justice equity uh, this wisdom is exercised in these areas in the absence of these areas it is not wisdom from god we said there is worldly wisdom there is godly wisdom so godly wisdom is always exercised in the realms of righteousness justice equity uh, i'll be quoting many proverbs just to make us understand this wisdom is something uh, we should run for search for dig for because it is amazing and we all need this wisdom badly because of the kind of um, you know the crisis we face in life not only in pandemic even without pandemic uh, we have crises in our life uh, not only accidental crises now what we are facing is an accidental crisis life crises everybody faces everyone has a share of life crisis how do we negotiate life crisis and wisdom is required and uh, that's available in this book so i'll be quoting a lot of proverbs just to make our understanding clear that when you are when we are thinking about wisdom uh, if we confine it only to the holy realm we will miss out a large chunk of wisdom that's available so wisdom has a ethical dimension uh, in proverbs 13 it says doing what is right that's righteousness just justice and fair that's equity uh, wisdom is applicable in all these areas uh, proverbs 820 it says i walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice whenever justice is compromised there's no wisdom wisdom comes from god and wherever there's no righteousness they may be smart but they don't have godly wisdom so whether we are in business or in personal dealings our wisdom is always exercised in the areas of righteousness uh, justice and equity Uh, not only it has got a ethical dimension it also has a spiritual dimension so we said wisdom has a moral dimension wisdom also has a religious dimension that is spiritual dimension i don't think we have problem with this because we normally we have confined our wisdom to only one dimension that is religious dimension so as a result of which we miss out on the ethical dimension uh when we are talking about biblical wisdom it has got both spiritual dimension as well as ethical dimension because it has the spiritual dimension it is important we should have the knowledge of the holy one without the knowledge of the holy one there is no spiritual dimension 
that's the reason we have in Proverbs 19, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, in fact, it is not beginning of some uh, your course or it is not some kind of a cerebral activity. It is a, it's a time of uh, beginning a relationship with God. When we are talking about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's all about having a relationship with God. Uh, the fear of the Lord enables us to have that relationship. We stand in awe of this Holy One. And as we stand in awe of this Holy One, we learn to worship this Holy One. And that's where we have this relationship and we call this God as Abba Father. And that's where wisdom comes, it begins. Uh, the Bible says this spiritual and ethical dimension, which I said religious dimension, moral dimension, it is a divine gift. It's a divine gift. Uh, we call this as a paradox uh, because Bible has got many paradoxical statements uh, because after some time you will find in the Proverbs, you should search for wisdom. It is not, the, it is a divine gift, but also it is available to one who will search for the wisdom. Uh, that's what we call it as a paradoxical statement. Um, so this spiritual ethical wisdom is a divine gift because in Proverbs 2.6, it says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Wisdom comes from God. That's why I said it, it is a spiritual dimension. Uh, so that comes from God and the knowledge of the Holy One is essential. And we see in, in the book of Exodus, I have filled him with the spirit of God in Exodus 31.3 with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. When we are talking about the spirit of God, uh, spirit of God will endow us with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, with all kinds of skills. The way we worship on Sunday, it should strengthen us through the week. We have gone into the presence of God, worshiping him, adoring him. And as we have gone through this, we are also being endowed with divine wisdom. And whatever challenges may come in the week ahead, God has already endowed us with wisdom. So spirit of God is very important. We need to be filled with the spirit. That's why Paul said, do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. And the gospel writer says, you evil fathers, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? So we need to be filled with, with the Holy Spirit uh, in the Pentecostal circles. 
too often we have confined the spirit of God only to speaking in tongues. That's only an aspect. The spirit of God is much more. God, spirit, Holy Spirit is the third, the third person of the Trinitarian uh, Trinity. Uh, Holy Spirit is God. So when God is with us, when we are filled with his presence, in fact, it is coming under more and more of under his influence. Uh, God guides us. Practical issues. As we pray, God will guide us. That's wisdom. And that is there for us. And uh, this wisdom, as I said, it is a divine gift. And we should not just leave it at that aspect. Oh, it is a divine gift. Whenever God is pleased with me, he will give me that gift. No, that's not the understanding. That's not the way the Bible says. Bible says wisdom is acquired. acquired. Uh, like we acquire property, wisdom is acquired by, acquired by anyone valuing it above everything else. I want wisdom in this world, more than gold, more than silver. And it is when we have that passion, uh, we get that wisdom. Uh, we, it is learned. It, that's why I said it's not meant for one few select people. It's available for everyone. The wisdom cries out in the marketplace. In the street corners, the wisdom cries out. It's available for everybody. But uh, we need to take time to learn, develop, uh, attain. I, I'm, I'm happy we are all here because we want to learn. We want to have this wisdom. That's why we are here studying this book. So though it's a divine gift, it also depends on our efforts. Uh, that's what we see in Proverbs 3, 13 to 18. Blessed are those who find wisdom, not who receive wisdom, who find wisdom. You go in search of wisdom, who gain understanding. You know, it's... It, it doesn't come on its own. You search for it. You look for it. You struggle for it. That's the way wisdom comes. And then it says, then the statement comes, she's more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She's more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. This is wisdom. Unless we have this idea of wisdom, how great uh, we will not run after this. It is more valuable. We run after silver, we run after gold, we run after material position. But how often do we run after this wisdom? Because this wisdom is profitable. Uh, Proverbs 8, 11 to 12, it says, for wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. Um, we have to have this in mind. And uh, that is how, when we understand this wisdom is so precious, uh, we will always struggle for this. We will look for it and 
we will make a single-minded decision. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I want wisdom. I desire wisdom. Uh, that's why in Proverbs 2.1.6 says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. You know, we all say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes, but how do I understand the fear of the Lord? All these verses precede that and find knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Lord gives wisdom to those who call out for insight, who cry aloud for understanding, who look for it as for silver. And the Lord gives wisdom. It is from God. That's why it's heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 to 8, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Um, in a medical field, they have done, uh, they have done so many studies, uh, well-documented studies, uh, people with high level of anxiety, uh, developing serious physical illness. And uh, when their anxiety was treated, they, their health condition also was improved. They become all right. And they were, they were astonished. People who were doing these experiments, they were shocked. You know, they had such serious physical illness uh, they had neurological disorder, other problems, and uh, the medicine could not cure them. And when they were healed of their anxiety and negative thoughts, uh, it, they, were, they experienced healing in their bodies. So this is a wisdom that will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Uh, wisdom cannot be bought with money. Then it would have been exclusive right of the rich people. So wisdom cannot be bought with money. Wisdom is available for both the rich as well as the poor. Uh, so wisdom cannot be bought uh, with money. That's why Proverbs 17, 16 says, of what uses money in the hand of a fool since he has no desire to get wisdom. Uh, you know, when you read um, in the business world, uh, great CEOs having reached the topmost place, and when you read their life history, or for that matter, the political leaders, when you read the way they just fall, because they had no wisdom. Wisdom is fear of God. Uh, for the kind of controversies you see that, yeah, this man made such a big name. So what's the use of it? 
because he didn't have the fear of God. There was no character. And ultimately what happened is a fall, steep fall. So it is that wisdom that sustains us consistently that helps us. And that's why we should desire wisdom above all other things. Now, the problem is we, we, are, uh, we are fallen uh, beings. Sometimes we say that because Adam sinned, uh, so I'm living a life like this. That's the way we read the Bible also. We read it in a way that it is not my story. It is Adam's story. It is David's story. It is Joseph's story. And what lessons I can learn from that. No, Bible is not, it, though it speaks in their terms, it is not their story. It is our story. Uh, it is not Adam sinned. Um, like Adam, we all sin. Have you ever thought about it? You know, people write books on original sin. It is because Adam sinned. I was sinned in my, you know, in my mother's womb and all that. Fine. All those are fine. But unless we understand that like Adam, I sin. Because I sin, I'm helpless. I need a savior. And that's where Christ becomes glorious in our life. When we are helpless, he comes and saves us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. If you say that he died for Adam's sin, we still think that we are better. No, no, we are not better. We continue to sin like Adam and God saved us, rescued us. And that's where we see God's love for us. But because of a sinful condition, why am I telling this? Because man has an inclination towards evil. Our heart, the default mode of heart is uh, towards evil. In theology, what we call as the propensity to do evil. The inclination to do evil is in every human heart. That's the reason the you know, truth sometimes contradicts what depraved human beings think it is right. Uh, <clears throat> what I mean by this is uh, we, we are people. We don't want to do something wrong. But if we are not careful, if we don't understand that our heart is deceitful, we will, we will be thinking we are doing a right thing. But it is because of the depraved heart condition. We think it is right, but it is not right. That's what you learn from the book of uh, Proverbs. The wise man says in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. We all have gone through this path. We might even go. That's why we need to be careful because once we understand our heart condition, that despite our best intention, good motives, 
we still can take wrong decisions. And that's why we have to keep asking God for this wisdom. We need wisdom. Not for today, for you. Every day we need wisdom. Challenges are new. Uh, situation is new. We need to ask God for wisdom. Otherwise, we might, because experience is not the best guide. Because the situation and the circumstances are dynamic. They are not the same. Uh, what we could have done 10 years ago, we cannot do now. Things are changing and we need God's wisdom. So we have to be very careful and we have to realize the greatest receiver in our lives is not Satan. We ourselves, Satan doesn't have to come and tempt us because of our depraved heart condition, we deceive ourselves. We, we the, the fallen human being, uh, he keeps feeding himself with lies uh, and because of selfish desires. We need to be aware that the general inclination of human heart is to sin. Now, since we have sometimes the understanding of sin as adultery, murder, how about anger? Jesus gave the interpretation in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount. How about anger? Looking at a woman with a lustful eye. So unless we take these things seriously, uh, we will be deceived. Uh, that's why in Judges 17, 6, it says, in those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. You know, in other words, when we read this, we think, oh, these people, they were all um, you know, people who did evil things. It's not that. They were sincere people. They, they thought they were doing something right. But it, because of their depravity, they couldn't make out. That's why we need to have wisdom. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit means they thought they're all right. They thought they're doing things which will make them prosper. Till they were enslaved, they didn't even realize that what they were doing was wrong. And in Isaiah 8, 11 says, it says, this is what the Lord says to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. So sometimes we tend to think Christians only have wisdom. It is true that only we, we have the saving knowledge of Christ. That's true. There's no doubt about it. But as I told you, wisdom is not confined only to the spiritual realm. It, it has the ethical realm also. It has both spiritual and ethical aspects. And we will find in this world, people who are not Christians, they are very good. They have wisdom. So when we are talking about that wisdom, we are not only talking about the spiritual 
wisdom or spiritual aspect, when we are studying this book of Proverbs, we are studying the larger aspect of both ethical and spiritual aspect of wisdom. Uh, it, when we are talking about wisdom, uh, we need to be very clear. We will gain wisdom uh, in, a, in, a, in a wide range of things like physical, uh, intellectual, uh, emotional, social. We find all wisdom related to these areas in this book. That's why this book is very precious. So now what is the means of wisdom? Yes, we know it has moral dimension, it has religious dimension. In other words, it has an ethical dimension, it has a spiritual dimension. So what is the means of wisdom? The means of wisdom is the first one is revelation. How do we get this wisdom? Revelation. We, where this world belongs to God. Everyone in this world has, has been created by God. So common grace is available to everyone. Now, I said when wisdom, when we are talking, we should have a wider understanding. That's the reason I keep repeating because in Isaiah 28, 23 to 29, it says, listen and hear my voice, pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows, see, it's, it's his profession. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? Does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he has leveled the surface, does he not sow, caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot and spelt in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. Caraway is not threshed with a sledge, nor is the wheel of a cart rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. Grain must be ground to make bread, so one does not go on threshing it forever. The wheels of a threshing cart may be rolled over it, but one does not use horses to grind grain. All this also comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. In other words, God is a generous God. He has generously distributed his wisdom to the people of this world. This wisdom is available. So when you're talking about expertise in some area, um, when you when you look for a surgeon, you you don't look at his religion. You see how good his hands are, his expertise, his skill, and this is available to everybody. That's the common grace. Of course. For a Christian, what is available is plus something else that will come later. But this common grace is available to everybody. When you have a plumbing job, you need to look for somebody who is an expert. And that is wisdom. Many areas God has given us wisdom. We don't even recognize. We have just taken it as part of our living 
but because god is so generous he distributes technical and artistic skills to individuals now all this wisdom comes through human personalities made in the image of god we you know we see this wisdom being displayed and this wisdom is also shaped by the culture the place where you are born people in certain areas are good in certain things so this wisdom also comes through culture this is what we call as natural theology so it's not that everything in a culture is bad there are good things and those good things also have come from god that's what we say natural theology but the difference in the book of proverbs is this spiritual ethical knowledge or wisdom what we say it goes beyond this general revelation it goes beyond this that's why i said a christian doctor who is skillful in surgery he goes much beyond that uh, that is available for us because this revelation comes from god this wisdom comes from god uh so when we read the book of proverbs we will come across passages that talks about natural theology which is known to everybody so god is not against natural theology something good we can learn from our household from people who are working on ras goodness is there they have skills if somebody is good in a job we can learn from him uh if we have this mind we are growing in our wisdom it's only when we have that superiority complex i know everything we will not learn but biblical wisdom makes us humble so we are ready to learn from others but the only thing all this worldly knowledge is subordinated to divine revelation it's all brought under the authority of god now let me give you an example of natural theology or general revelation which is you know you don't have to it doesn't have to be in the bible uh, but i'm just giving an example the book of proverbs has both general natural theology as well as divine revelation i am just giving an example uh, proverbs 24:30 to 34 i went past the field of a sluggard past the vineyard of the man who lacks judgment thorns had come up everywhere the ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins i applied my heart to what i observed and learned a lesson from what i saw a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man now this is known as natural theology it is available in almost all the cultures uh, what you what we see in the uh, in in the bible you know in the tamil proverb there's a tamil proverb which says if anyone sits idly 
and eats without doing any work if he eats even a health hill of wealth will disappear it's a beautiful way in tamil uh, it says that if somebody is lazy and even if he has a hill of wealth it will all disappear and that's what we find in the book of proverbs um, you know there's a traditional proverb which says offer the lazy an egg and they will want you to peel it that's what we read in proverbs 24:30 to 34 uh, the danish proverb says blame is a lazy man's wages in your in, in your workplace if you have a lazy man he'll keep blaming others his equipments his tools he's basically lazy is not industrious uh, so this knowledge is available to all human beings across the cultures that's why they have come out with proverbs uh, so this is known as natural theology or common knowledge but what we have in addition to this is divine wisdom the lord gave birth to this revealed wisdom the wisdom that comes from god when we have this wisdom this gives eternal life and it gives eternal life only to those who find it grasp it and do not let go of it when you get this wisdom you should cling to it otherwise it will escape so that's why divine wisdom is so so important for us uh, proverbs 3:13 to 18 we have already seen she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her those who hold her fast will be blessed um proverbs 8:20 24 the lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old old i was formed long ages ago from the beginning before the world began when there were no oceans i was given birth when there were no springs overflowing with water what he says this wisdom that we see in this book was with god even before the world was created so that is why it is so special and unless we understand it's something special we will never search for it we will never work for it we will never desire it first we need to recognize this wisdom is something special uh, that's why the bible says god gave solomon great wisdom uh, in first kings 429 it says god gave solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the stand as the sand on the seashore <clears throat> solomon also says in this book the lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding when we have wisdom we are receiving it from god that's why it is so special now when we read this book the book of proverbs by putting this wisdom in the parents mouth my son listen to me we find those verses here so by putting this wisdom 
in the parent's mouth, their mouth becomes God's mouthpiece. Uh, I want parents to make a note of this, how God speaks by putting this wisdom in the parent's mouth, parent's mouth becomes God's mouthpiece. And parents cannot outsource this responsibility to others, to church or children church or Sunday school teachers. No. Parents have to be, uh, do the, uh, have to work like God's mouthpiece. It's very important. And that's why it's important for parents to get that wisdom. Now, why should we search for wisdom like gold or silver? Uh, because just when we see the life of Jesus, the perfect human man, uh, Jesus grew in wisdom. How did he grow in wisdom? His knowledge of the Old Testament is amazing. It's amazing. When he was tempted, he only freely quoted from God's word. When the devil confronted him with God's word, he again uh, encountered the devil with God's word. He knew God's word, not only cerebrally, he also knew how to apply it. He has internalized God's word to such an extent that it just came out of him naturally. And that is why it's important for us uh, that we human beings, we must look uh, for this wisdom. We should search for it. We should struggle for it. And we should get this. Though we have the general revelation, I said the natural theology, we need to look for this divine wisdom. Uh, because with only the natural theology, we saw in the book of Judges, Everyone did uh, what was right in their eyes because they had that natural theology. They never had that spiritual theology. In other words, they never had the fear of God. They had knowledge. They thought they were doing right. Because our heart is deceitful, uh, Jeremiah says, the heart is uh, wicked and deceitful and desperately wicked. And because our heart is deceitful, we can deceive ourselves. That's why we need to have the fear of the Lord. And that's why we need to look for God's wisdom. That's why Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Now, why is wisdom important for us to make decisions? Why do we need wisdom? Now, we need to realize that wisdom is what? Wisdom is having knowledge. It's a wider knowledge. Uh, in other words, you know, when you are in the management, you realize that when you have more information, you are able to take a better decision. Uh, if you have limited understanding, a limited knowledge, whether it is in a warlike situation, um, you know, when we go to doctors nowadays, they immediately say, do a scan, do a MRI. Uh, earlier days, they never had this. 
because not because doctors are able to have these inputs, uh, they are able to make a better uh, decision. So wisdom is like that, having a scan, having an X-ray, having a blood report, uh, having all possible reports around us. Wisdom is like that. We have so much of information because most of the time we need wisdom, not in deciding between uh, good and evil. That's very simple for us. After all, we will not commit a murder. But we need wisdom to decide between good and better. This is also right. That's also right. But which is better? So when we are faced with those situations, we need wisdom to take an appropriate uh, decision. So that is what is known as skill of living. When we are able to make wise decisions, which we call as the skill of living. So to make that, we need to have knowledge of everything. And God alone has that knowledge we don't have uh, because we cannot see everything. So we make a plan based on the information that's available with us. But as children of God, we submit it to God and we leave it to God's wisdom because he knows better than us. And we accept his wisdom, his way as our way. Um, so we need to understand this wisdom that's there in the book of Proverbs is something precious for all of us. In Proverbs 8, 22 to 23, it says, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works. Even before the foundations of the earth were laid, uh, the, the, the wise man says, wisdom was there. This world has come into existence by means of wisdom. So we need wisdom. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. Wisdom was by God's side. God used wisdom when he brought air, water, land into existence. When creation took place, it's wisdom. People are studying and studying and studying and we find that this is an amazing world, the way the world has been created. Uh, and the, the wise man says about wisdom uh, in Proverbs 8, 30 to 31, I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day. Every day God said it was good. The wisdom was by the side of God, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Ultimately, uh, human beings were created and it was very good. And wisdom was there delighting delighting in us. In other words, wisdom was like a craftsman by God's side. So we need this wisdom to create, to sustain. We need wisdom. And the wisdom delights. When we create something, wisdom delights with us. When God created the world, wisdom was rejoicing. And God wants to give us wisdom provided we seek uh, this wisdom. 
because wisdom will pay attention to every detail. In fact, this wisdom is portrayed as transcendent. In other words, it belongs to God. It doesn't, it's not a worldly wisdom. The kind of wisdom we find in Proverbs is, a, is godly wisdom. Uh, the important, uh, why I'm telling you this is wisdom, you know, or when I said that in all the cultures, when they want to appoint administrators, they used to give impart some training. Uh, they were trained in wisdom. Where you, you read any civilization. Today also, if we are talking about Indian government, you have IAS, IPS, IFS, all the people are being trained to administer this country. Uh, so this wisdom was available in all the cultures, but what is special about this biblical wisdom is it's something beyond, not available in this world. It points to something beyond outside this world. That's why this wisdom is so precious and that's the reason we keep saying in Isaiah, many of us, we know this verse by heart, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, God's wisdom is higher than human wisdom. Uh, that's why when Job was confronted uh, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Job could not answer that. And that's the same question that you find in Proverbs chapter 8. Wisdom was there. So we need to have wisdom. So th that's why if you read Proverbs 30, we have a man called Ega, and he talks about wisdom. And he, it is to him that is attributed Proverbs 30. He says, surely I am the most ignorant of men. I do not have a man's understanding. I have not learned wisdom. He is the one who is writing this chapter, considered to be a wise man. And he's telling about his, his state, uh, how wisdom comes. I don't have wisdom nor I have the knowledge of the Holy One. In other words, wisdom comes by having the knowledge of the Holy One. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has gathered up the wind in the hollow of his hands? You know, who has gone up to heaven and come down? When we read the Jacob story, he had a dream. If you remember that he, had a, he saw a ladder, the angels going up and down. Now, you have to connect that verse with this verse, who has gone up to heaven and come down. And Jesus Christ, in the gospel accounts, he says, I have come from heaven. I will again go up. I will also take you to that place. You see, this is our God. In him, we have wisdom. He has come to bless us. He has come all the way from heaven. He has come down to this earth so that he can give us wisdom. It's available to children of God. 
this wisdom is available. This is available to his children freely. So who has gone up to heaven and come down? Connected with Jacob's dream. That point, Bethel, where the ladder is there, the host of angels coming down and they are descending and ascending, pointing to her, pointing us to Jesus, who will descend one day and who will also ascend. And he is the way for us to connect with God. And that is wisdom. The more we look for Christ in the book of Proverbs, we will find him. This is the way we find Christ in the book of uh, Proverbs. So this knowledge and wisdom is available to, to his children. And it is available through the Bible. That's why I read this verse uh, before starting. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his works or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. So this wisdom is available to all of us, provided we search for it. We will be able to live in this world, whatever may be our challenges, God knows that he's sovereign, he's seated on the throne, nothing will happen in our lives without his knowledge. And if something has to come, he has also given us wisdom. So if we keep our eyes on him, he will guide us, he will lead us, and it's available to all of us. So the, the way we live and the way others live, there's a marked difference. If you and I are confronted with a challenge, we will still face it. Others will just break down. They will not know what to do because God is with us. He blesses us with wisdom. You know, we are not depending on human wisdom. We are depending on the wisdom that has come down from heaven. And that wisdom is far, far higher than the worldly wisdom. So if you read Proverbs 30, basically Agar is challenging his son, Ithiel, he's challenging. You know, don't follow this human pretensions of wisdom. That's no wisdom at all. But the wisdom that comes from above is far superior and God alone possesses that wisdom. That's what we find in uh, Proverbs 35. The Lord alone possesses wisdom. In other words, every word of God is flawless. How precious is the word of God? Are we really treasuring it? It's so important for us. Now, this is the way God has done and you know, reveals wisdom. That's wisdom comes through revelation and revelation from God. The other means is through inspiration. Uh, now, how does God mediate this revelation? How does the Lord mediate this revelation that comes through inspiration? Keep in mind, Every word of God is flawless. 
we will see this inspiration next Wednesday. Um, I have finished. Any questions you have? Any questions, any thoughts you have? Pastor. Yes, sister. Uh, what is the difference biblically wisdom and intelligence? Okay. Um, intelligence doesn't build a godly character. One can be highly intelligent, but he can be very poor in his character. Wisdom makes us more like God. The entire purpose of our salvation is we should be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And we will not be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ by intelligence, by wisdom. Though intelligence forms part of wisdom, we need intelligence to manage things, to discover, to invent. But unless it is all brought under the authority of God, uh, it will not be wisdom. One can gain intelligence, if I understand you rightly, you are talking about being an expert in a computer field, in a medical field. Um, you, can, you can gain this knowledge. You don't have to fear God. You can be an atheist and still be intelligent. Wisdom is when the man's spirit connects with God's spirit. And when the spirit of God, the man's spirit behaves more like God's spirit. Have I answered this? Is it clear? Yes, sir. Okay, let's look to the Lord in prayer. <laughs> Glorious Father, we thank you for this wisdom that's available to all of us. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We pray, Lord, our relationship with you, with you will become more intense, stronger, lively. We need wisdom from you, O oh God. Who can give us wisdom? You alone can give us wisdom. We pray you'll bless each one of us with your wisdom, wisdom that comes from you and only you, O oh Lord. Bless us. Bless us with good health. Protect us from this pandemic. Continue to guide us. Lord, lead us and be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, unfailing love of our Heavenly Father, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit remain with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen.